Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, family? What's going on, boy, Minister Bernard Barrow, back another broadcast of the By Faith Be Good broadcast, the By Faith Be Good podcast and radio show, live on Purpose Kingdom Network, streaming live on Facebook, streaming live on Instagram, What's going on to all my family all over the world? Y'all know I get excited when I reconnect with y'all, with my Purpose Kingdom Network family. What's going on? Hallelujah to God. Be all of the glory. Listen, it's the By Faith Be Good podcast and radio show, an hour of faith-building encouragement that will lift up the name of Jesus and draw all of God's children closer to him. Family, I'm excited for tonight. There is a word from the Lord for you. Fire you forward. All right, so let's get into it. As always, I'm going to go ahead and open up in prayer, and we're going to jump right in tonight. Shout out to our CEO and founder, Pastor Toy Daly. Uh, We thank God for her. I always give her a shout out because she's so faithful and dedicated to the vision that the Lord has given her, and we just thank her uh, for all that she does and um, also sharing her platform with us to um, share the word of God, amen, so that as we lift up the name of Jesus, he will draw all closer to him. So, family, I'm going to go ahead and open up in prayer tonight, and we're going to get into it, amen. Um, I do want to acknowledge that this is the 1,777 broadcast on Purpose Kingdom Network. Come on, give God some praise tonight. Let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. 1,777 broadcasts. To God be all the glory. Shout out to all of God's messengers, uh, the Purpose Kingdom Network family. Shout out to you all. Much love to you. God is doing some great things here at PKN Family, and we want you to connect with us. There's a word from the Lord for you every single night of the week when you tune in to Purpose Kingdom Network. Hallelujah. And so check it out. You can tune in via Block Talk Radio. You can tune in uh, via Radio Co. Uh, PKNRadio.com, all right? So let's go. Father, we thank you. You, we honor you. We give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for all you've done. We thank you for all you're doing. We thank you for all you will do. Thank you for this day. Thank you, God, for this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we will worship you in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. We give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise. This is the day that you have made. Hallelujah. So we will trust you. We will praise you. We will honor you. We will glorify you. We will adore you. We will exalt you. We will lift you high. 
higher than all the earth. You reign supreme. You're in control. You are the only true living God. There's nobody like you. So we come together tonight to decree and declare, have your way, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, we come together tonight, God, to come into agreement with your word. We come in uh, together tonight uh, to walk by faith and not by sight. We come together tonight, uh, hallelujah, so that you are glorified. We pray that you bless your word, that it go forth boldly, that it be a blessing to your children. In Jesus' name, that we all install it, live by it, and share it with others by faith in the name of Jesus. We pray that someone will rise and ask the most important question they will ever ask. What must they do to be saved? In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, that as we lift up your name, Jesus, you would draw all to you. Hallelujah. So have your way, Holy Spirit. Be in the midst of every home. Be in the midst of every workplace. Be in the midst of every community. Be in the midst of every school, every daycare, wherever your children are, young and the elders. We just pray, God, that your love and your presence be felt and that you be glorified tonight. We thank you for the lives that will be changed. We thank you for the renewing of the minds. We thank you for the renewing of our strength. So have your way tonight. And it is so in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Glory to God. So what's going on, family? Listen, I pray that your day has been great thus far, that you've been enjoying this day to the fullest, that you've been pressing forward by faith, knowing that God is always with you and he will always have you covered. All right? So once again, it's an hour of faith-building encouragement that will lift up the name of Jesus and draw all of God's children closer to him. Why? Because by faith we good, for we walk by faith and not by sight. All right, family, well, let's get into it. Tonight, six minutes after the hour, and I only have an hour, so I want to make sure that I get you what God gave me, that I get to you what God gave me for you tonight. Amen? So tonight, family, we are in, in, um, on part 10 of this series that we've been in titled Keep Your Faith in Motion, all right? Keep Your Faith in Motion. We are on part 10 tonight, and I believe um, we'll see how the Holy Spirit will lead me um, by the next time the By Faith We Good uh, podcast and radio show is live. Uh, If we will still be in this series, listen, I follow the Holy Spirit, and I do not leave a series until God tells me to. The reason why I started doing series, family, the Lord laid it on my heart, that there's so much that we can get out of his word. And God doesn't always want us to rush past where he leads us in his word to study and meditate on so that we can get the understanding and the revelation, because there's so much that the Lord wants to reveal to us. There's so much godly wisdom, so much spiritual knowledge, so much revelation that he wants us to receive um, through his word. And so I stay in these series um, so that I can give you everything that God wants you to receive. Amen? So we're in part 10 tonight. Keep your faith 
in motion. And our foundational scripture is First uh, Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13. The word of the Lord says that his word is at work in those who believe. And so you've heard me say it throughout this series, when your faith is in motion, God's word is working. Come on. When your faith is in motion, God's word is working. When your faith is in motion, so is your healing. When your faith is in motion, so is the new job. When your faith is in motion, so is your provision. When your faith is in motion, so is the vision. Hallelujah. For something to be in motion, it means that it is active. It is in continual uh, movement. There, there's, there's constant motion, right? There's constant activity. And so God says his, his word is at work in those who believe, right? So when we activate our faith, we activate God's word, and God's word becomes our reality. And we begin to witness and receive and experience the manifestation of God's word, all that he promised to do through us, for us, and all around us. You know, when I, when I, when I say keep your faith in motion, I think of like a bicycle, right? When you're on a bicycle and you're pedaling the bicycle, the wheel is spinning. The more, the, the, the longer you keep pedaling, the longer the wheel keeps spinning. And so we got to make sure that we're spending time in the word of God because Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more we spend time in God's word, the more we feed our faith. And our faith will remain uh, active and strong and sustained, and we will be effective in the way that we press forward, walking uh, in the purpose that God created us to fulfill. So once again, we are in part 10 of this series titled, Keep Your Faith in Motion. And tonight, family, what we're going to focus on, um, I have a question for you. Do you believe? Do you still believe? Do you still believe? That's what we're going to focus on tonight. I want to encourage you on that tonight. I want to inspire you. Do you still believe? And you're going to hear why the Lord gave me this question to present to you all tonight. But I want to encourage you uh, with stick to the word of God. To the word of God. God's word is our foundation. God's word is what we stand firm on. God's word is what we ought to live according to by faith. His word is what we need because God's word, his word heals. His word equips. His word grooms. His word is sharper than any two-edged sword. His word judges the intent of the heart. His word convicts. His word delivers. His word restores. His word will not return unto him void, but it will prosper in the place wherever he sends it. And, and, and the reality is, family, that because God's word will not return unto him void, God's word will not return unto us void. Because he lives within us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And so we can speak those things that be not as though they were, but we can also speak the word of God, and God's word will manifest by faith. Amen? 
So let's get into it tonight. So tonight, we're going to get into 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 and 2 in the New Living Translation. I'm also going to be reading verses 3 and 4. Now, when I was in my time of studying, um, focusing on verses 1 and 2, but God also uh, led me to verse 3 and 4 as well. Amen? So let's get into it. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 and 2 in the New Living Translation. I'm going to read those first. The word of the Lord says, Me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. Verse 1, let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcomed it then, still stand firm in it. Welcomed it then, and you still stand firm in it. Verse 2 says, family, in First Corinthians chapter 15, the word of the Lord says, it is this good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you. Watch this. Unless, unless, of course, you believed something that was never true in the first place. Come on. Somebody say, God's word is my foundation. God's word is is what I live according to by faith. Hallelujah. And so verse 2 says, it is this good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you. Unless, of course, you believe something that was never true in the first place. And so verse 3 says, I passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Passed on to you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scriptures said. Verse 4 says, he was buried, was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scriptures said. Verse 3 says unto you what was most important and what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said. Verse 4 says he was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scriptures said. And so tonight, family, I present the question to you as the Holy Spirit gave it to me, do you still believe? And I want to encourage you tonight to stick to the word of God, to stick to the word of God. And so, family, the core of the saving gospel of Christ is that the perfect son of God came to the world to die for our sins and rose again from the dead. Can I get a witness tonight? Listen. If you're on these live streams on Facebook and Instagram, you can type amen in the comment section. If you're in your homes, you're on your job, you're not tuned into the live stream, but you're tuned into the live broadcast on Block Talk Radio or Radio Code, listen, I want you to shout where you are, amen, if you believe the word of God. 
The core of the saving gospel of Christ is that the perfect son of God, Jesus Christ, he came to the earth, died for our sins, and rose again from the dead. So both the death and the resurrection of Christ are crucial to the salvation message. For if Christ had not died and risen again, our faith would be a futile foundation and secure biblical content, our faith would be in vain. Without this core truth, without the word of God, our faith would be rendered irrelevant. For it is by, by Jesus Christ's death that we are forgiven, and it is by his imputed resurrected life that we too shall live. It's because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross that we now are forgiven, that we now are made right with God, that we now are joint heirs with Jesus Christ, and that we now have eternal life. And we also, even in the earth, have life abundantly. Amen. So the prevailing perspective of the uh, Corinthian culture family rejected any form of resurrection. This caused Paul to write this vital message challenging the skeptical attitude that, uh, that, that, that has uh, grabbed hold of the citizens of Corinth, which was uh, infiltrating into the thinking and practice of born-again believers, just as the same scoffing skepticism, right, of Christ's death and resurrection has saturated the worldly mindset today. So let me break this down even further. The church of Corinth, they got to a place where they begin to be skeptical, to question what they believed at first. Skeptical. And so we discover Paul, he is clarifying the truth of the glorious gospel of grace to this little group of believers who were themselves starting to question the authentic, the authentic, let me get my words right tonight. They were starting to question what God has done. They will be they were beginning to question the word of God. They were beginning to question if Christ really raised, really uh, rose from the dead. But also, when you read throughout this chapter, they begin to question if even others would rise from the dead. So we know that the word of God says that the dead in Christ shall rise again. The dead in Christ shall rise first. We know that it says that in the word of God. So the church of Corinth, they got to a place where they became skeptical, and they begin to question if Christ really rose from the dead, and they begin to question Paul, the, 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 you know, the gossip. The gossip got back to Paul. It got back to Paul that they were questioning if even others who were believers of Jesus Christ will rise again from the dead as well. And so here it is tonight. Paul 
Oftentimes, because of challenges, many may forget the word of God. They forget the word God has given. I want you to catch this because this is focused on keeping your faith in motion, right? And so my job is to feed your faith the word of God. My job, feed your faith, thus say of the Lord, so that your faith will remain active and you can be efficient in how you press forward because you have all sufficiency through Christ now. Glory to God. Because you are completely sufficient through Christ. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, right? Because our God shall supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory that is in Christ Jesus, right? Because we are overcomers. We are victorious. We are we are uh, created to persevere. We are created to succeed, right? So we have to be in faith in order to effectively press forward in the way God created us to. So I want you to catch this. Oftentimes, because of challenges, many may forget the word of God. You may forget the word God has given to you. Here it is, to activate, build up, sustain, and nourish your faith. The word of God has been given to us to activate, build up, sustain, and nourish our faith. Moment of having a bad day, a moment when you find yourself in a struggle, the moment because of how a situation looks, because of what you heard the doctors or other people say, the moment fear tries to grip a hold on you, you forget the word of God that's been given to you to overcome, to press forward, to be triumphant, victorious, to assure you that God is faithful and able to always do what you need him to. I want to go back to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 1, family. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 1. Paul said, let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news I preached to you before. You welcomed it then and you still stand firm in it. And then verse 2, he says, it is this good news that saves you if you continue, if you continue, if you continue, if you continue to believe the message I told you. Here it is, unless, of course, you believe something that was never true in the first place. So check this out. In verse 2, he says, I've given you the word of God that you are supposed to continue to believe at all times, no matter the situation, no matter what you hear, no matter how things look, you are, you are to believe the word of God continually. He says, unless, of course, you believe something that was never true in the first place. So when it comes to believing, you should always be mindful of what you believe, family. Come on, I'm going to help you tonight. I'm going to help you tonight through the Holy Ghost. Listen, when it comes to believing, you should always be mindful of what you believe. Believing the wrong thing can cause you to be misled. I'll give it to you how God gave it to me. Believing the wrong thing 
can cause you to be misled. Believing the wrong thing can cause you to be deceived. Believing the wrong thing can get your hopes up about something God never said, causing discouragement in which will contaminate your faith. Come on, come on, come on. You got to believe in the word of God. You need the word of God. You have to stick to the word of God. Don't get caught up in believing the personal opinions of others. Allow yourself to be misled. Don't allow yourself to be deceived because many times we want to believe in what other people are saying, and then when it doesn't happen for us, when it doesn't take place in our lives, we find ourselves feeling some type of way as what's done wrong. Really, to do the word of God. So you have to be mindful, family, of what you believe, believing the word of God and not the words of opinions or the words, watch this, or the words of gossip. So we have to be confident and we have to be constant in keeping our faith strong in who God is and his word in order to keep our faith in motion, to keep our faith God. So in this chapter, as we have already heard and been learning, Paul begins with reminding them of the word of God, the good news he preached to them, because it's believing in the word of God and what Jesus Christ has done in order to be saved, in order for anything God promised to be manifested in your life. It is the word of God we need to believe in. It's the word of God that we need to stand firm on. It's the word of God that we need manifested in our life. It's the word of God that will sustain our faith in order for our faith to be continually active. In order for us to keep our faith in motion, we got to get into the word of God. We got to get into the word of God. Why is God saying keep your faith in motion? Because the enemy wants to take your faith away. Because the enemy knows he can't touch you if you are in faith. The enemy knows he can try to come up against you, but no weapon formed against you shall prosper when you are in try to you. He can try, the devil can try to influence somebody to speak the wrong things over you, to contaminate your environment because of what they're saying. But when you are in faith, the word of the Lord says, and every tongue that rises up against you in judgment shall be condemned. You got authority to shut down. Everything that is not like God. Hallelujah. When you speak the word of God, when you have faith in the word of God, when you are standing firm on the word of God, when you are keeping your faith in motion, you are able to press forward and persevere. You are able to overcome. You are able to be triumphant. You are able to trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. Believe. Gotta stick to the word of God. Paul is reminding them. They're raising these questions up. Did God really die for our sins? Will uh, did He really r- rise from the dead? Will the dead in Christ really rise 
from the dead when he returns? Yes. I want you to read 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So much that you can get out of this chapter. They, it got back to Paul that the church of Corinth were questioning if Jesus really rose from the dead and if others who died in Christ. You know, we have family members and many people that we know who has transitioned and gone home to be with the Lord. And so um, we know that God's word says that when Jesus returns, the dead in Christ will rise again. They will rise again. They will rise first. And so they begin to question that. So here it is, family. In this chapter, the question arose. Will Christians really be raised from the dead as Christ was? This is what's happening in the beginning of this chapter. Will Christians really be raised from the dead as Christ was? In other words, you may have found yourself questioning, is God really able to provide? Is God really able to heal? Is God really able to deliver? You may, your question may have been different, but you may have found yourself at some point throughout your life in a place where you question, is God really God? Is God really able to heal? Is God really able to do what he said he will do? It seems that central, uh, central Christians' truth was being challenged or misunderstood on some level among the believers in Corinth. So Paul seems to have saved addressing this for the end of the letter in order to give his response as much weight as possible. So Paul waited to a certain time in order to address their question. He waited because he wanted to make sure, he wanted it to build up. He wanted to make sure, like, listen, go ahead, say what you're saying, because everything that you're saying, it's getting back to me, and I'm coming with correction. I'm coming with the word of God. I'm coming to remind you that the word of God that I gave you is the same word today. It is the same word. It remains the same. His word lasts forever. His word is unchangeable. Paul had the responsibility to go to the, to write this letter to the church of Corinth to let them know, let me remind you, the word I gave you is the word that you need to continually believe in. The word I gave you is the word that you need to stand firm on at all times. The word I gave you is the word that is going to do what needs to be done in your life. The word I gave you is the word that renews your mind, is the word that purifies your heart, is the word that renews your strength, is the word that blesses you to be fully assured that God is God and he's able to do what he promised. Begins by setting... Um, To write this letter to the church of Corinth, he begins to uh, position them to be reminded, hallelujah, of what exactly they believe when he preached the gospel to them. They received the gospel, the message of God's grace, forgiveness of sin through faith in Jesus Christ. 
So Paul writes that they still stand in their belief. He did say that. They still stand in their belief. They, they stand firm in it. Like this, he means that their position as God's children remains because of their faith in Christ and because of God's grace. Nothing else they have said or done since they um, since then has become the reason for God's approval of them in Christ. So Paul, he will show in the following verses that their belief in the gospel included belief in both the death of Christ on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. Hallelujah. So family, when the men and women in the church at Corinth first heard the truth of the glorious gospel of grace, listen, their lives were wonderfully transformed, which was one vital proof that the gospel of Christ was at work in their lives, was the foundation that they needed. And the word that they received, God's word, it is the truth, and it needs to be defended at all times, at all costs. The worldly pagans who were dead in their trespasses and sin and without God in the world had been transformed into the people of God, people who were wallowing in the um, who were wallowing in their sins and, and had fallen short of God's glory, they were changed into saints of God who were made rich in every way, enriched in speech and knowledge of every kind, and not lacking in any spiritual gift. So Paul was reminding them that, listen, before you were caught up in sin, before you were living life your own way, but now, because you received the gospel, you've been changed. Basically, Paul was reminding them, look at the transformation that has taken place in your life. And how you reflect on how your mind has been renewed. Reflect on how God has repositioned you to flow throughout this earth. Look at what you have activated, the spiritual gifts that you've always had, but you've activated them when you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. So throughout this chapter, Paul is reminding them, the word I gave you is still the same word. It's the word of God. It's the word you need to believe in. It's the word you need to continually stand firm on. It's the word of God. Through having faith, in Christ. So it was to these believers that Paul spoke when he started to defend the truthfulness of the glorious gospel of Christ and carefully clarified for them that their faith must be built on the firm foundational facts of Jesus Christ's death and resurrection. So the gospel which Paul proclaimed to the saints of Corinth it is the same truth upon which we are to stand on today, family. This truth is grounded, unchanging word of God, which Christ's death, burial, and resurrection is anchored, the anchor of our soul and the unmovable foundation upon which our faith must stand. 
So God's word will remain the same. God's word will remain the same. This is why I presented the question to you today, family, as the Lord gave it to me, do you still believe? Because you have to stick to the word of God. Because you have to stick to the word of God. You go through tough times. Yes, there are challenges. Yes, there are obstacles. Yes, the enemy tries to come in like a flood. Yes, yes, he tries to cause chaos. Yes, we see what's happening on the news. We hear about what's happening in the different community. We see what's happening in politics. But God wants you to be in a position where you are continually believing in his word, continually believing in who he is at all times. Because you're going through a struggle, just because something changed in the earth doesn't mean God changed. Just because things are happening in the earth, just because something changed naturally doesn't mean God changed. Hallelujah. So we should always be anchored to God and in his word in every aspect of our lives, no matter the temptation. Family, you have to make God's word the firm foundation on which you stand. No matter what we experience in this life, we got to learn how to keep our faith in motion. No matter what the enemy tries, you got to keep your faith in motion. Don't quit. Don't give up. Never give in to temptation, but stand firm in who you are in Christ and keep your faith in motion. Keep your faith in motion by feeding your faith the word of God. Can I get an amen tonight? If this word is blessing you, you got to keep your faith in motion by feeding your faith the word of God. Tell somebody, no matter what, to the word of God. What? Stick to the word of God. No matter what happens, no matter what comes my way, I'm sticking with Jesus and I'm standing firm on his word. No matter what people say, no matter how people treated me, no matter what I see, no matter how I feel, I'm sticking with Jesus and I'm standing firm on his word. I'm going to keep my faith in motion because that's the only way that I'm going to be able to move forward. The only way that you'll be able to overcome. Don't start questioning, oh, God, are you really going to do what you say you're going to do? Don't be like the church of Corinth. Are you really going to do what you say you're going to do? Will the dead really rise again as Jesus rose? Begin to question if what God said will really happen. Basically, the message is simple tonight. I'm not trying to get all deep unless the Holy Spirit lead me to. But, you know, I'm simply giving you what God gave me. There's a lot going on in the world. If there's anything that we need to be doing, there's two things. First of all, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, you have to have one. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that's first and foremost. Do a self-assessment where you are, how you've been flowing, and make sure that you are focused on having a personal relationship with the Lord. You cannot live this life the way God created you to live it without him. 
You cannot prosper the way God created you to prosper without him. It's happening because God shows favor. Can I help somebody tonight? I'm going to speak on this one day because the Holy Spirit is always leading me to it. There's a difference between faith and favor. I'll give you an example. When God shows favor, he makes easy for you what is hard for others. Like when God shows favor, he makes it easy for you to accomplish what is hard for others to accomplish because he shows favor. When God shows favor, the money just shows up. When God shows favor, the unexpected checks is in the mailbox. The, the supernatural direct deposit hits your bank account. You don't know where it came from, but you call your bank and find out. You're trying to figure out because you don't want no overdraft. You don't want to spend that money because you mess around and spend money that you feel like it was an accident. So you calling your bank trying to figure out where the money came from, and they can't even explain it. They're just letting you know, no, that's your money. Everything looks good. It looks good. That's your money. So, yes. The supernatural direct deposit hits your bank account. God shows favor. He just makes it happen for you. You ain't got to do nothing when God shows favor. The car is just yours. The job is just yours. The door is just open. He just makes ways. The house is just yours. You don't have to struggle for it. You don't have to labor for it. You don't have to toil for it. He just makes it happen. But when you have to have faith, that means you got to do something. That means you got to trust God. You got to put in the work and believe in God for the outcome of what you're believing in him for. That means you got to move by faith and start the business and believe that God will bless your business to be successful. That means you got to move by faith with the instructions God gave you and believe that no matter how it looks, God is going to see to it that all will be well. Things you need to do. You need to make sure you have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And you need to make sure you're keeping your faith motion, keeping your faith active, and can constantly believing in who God is and believing in His Word. Right? This is a simple message tonight. Hallelujah. Keep believing. You got to stick to the Word of God. Do not get caught up in what is being said. Do not get caught up. On what's happening in this world. Stick to the word of God. Hallelujah. Stick to the word of God. Make the decision tonight that I'm sticking. Come on, I want you to declare it where you are. Don't type it in the comment section. If you're listening tonight, I want you to declare it. See, you got to be, I, I want you to declare it because there's power in what you say. So we're going to speak this into existence. We're going to decree and declare, I'm sticking with Jesus and I'm standing firm on the word of God. Hallelujah. Declare it so you can take ownership of it. Declare it so you can press forward in that way. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, the word of the Lord says, uh, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. Come on, I'm going to give you God's word in this moment right now. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, the word of God says, For the word of God is quick and powerful 
and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joint and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. Come on, let's go. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8, the word of the Lord says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, and, and that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. You got to meditate on the word of God. You got to follow the word of God. You got to live according to the word of God, and then you will prosper, and then you will have great success. Come on, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, that he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Don't live according to what you need to eat. Don't live according to what the world has to offer. Live according to the word of God, because the word of God is life-giving, is life-sustaining. The word of God is the firm foundation that you need to stand firm on. Come on, let's go. Psalms chapter 119 and verse 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And you are to declare tonight, God, let your word be settled in my heart, be settled in my mind, be settled in my money, be settled in the midst of my family, be settled in my community, be settled in the workplace, be settled in the school forever, O oh Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. And God, I declare that your word shall be settled in the earth. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Come on, let's go. Psalm 119, verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Come on, Psalm 119 and 114. Thou art my hiding place and my shield. I hope in thy word. I hope in thy word. If you ask me, family, you need the word of God. You got to stick to the word of God. You got to keep your faith in motion so that God can use you, so that you can succeed in walking in your God-ordained purpose, so that what God promised will manifest in your life, so that you can be blessed to be a blesser, so that you can triumph over all the power of the enemy, so that um, all that God has promised, for manifesting your life so that you can overcome every obstacle, so that you can press through every challenge, so that you can advance the kingdom of God to the word of God, so that all things will work together for your good, so that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You got to stick to the word of God so that no matter what you go through, you can get up just like Jesus got up. You got to get into the word of God and let the word of God get into you. You got to declare tonight, I'm sticking with Jesus, and I'm sticking to the word of God because it's by faith. Overcome and that all. Made it through the pandemic. You're listening to me tonight. 
you're watching me tonight. You made it through the pandemic. That's enough for you to keep believing. God blessed you to make it through the pandemic. That is enough. Even in the midst of the the rising prices of the food and, listen, everything that's going on, have you lacked anything? Have you lacked anything? Come on, I know God to be a sustainer. And if you're listening to me tonight, if you're watching me tonight, I know you know God to be a sustainer as well because you're still here. Glory to God. God makes sure that we have what we need. You may not have what you want, but he'll always give you what you need. Amen. That is the word that I have for you tonight. Believing. We're in 2023. God is amazing. Keep believing. Keep believing. Keep walking by faith and not by sight. Keep believing. Striving. Keep persevering. Continue to press forward, trusting in the Lord. Your whole heart and leaning not to your own understanding, acknowledging him in all of your ways, knowing that God will direct your path. Hallelujah. Listen, you're listening tonight. This is the opportunity, the greatest opportunity that you will ever be presented with. Hallelujah. This is the greatest opportunity that you will ever be presented with. You're waiting on an opportunity to prosper. You're waiting on an opportunity to overcome. You're waiting on an opportunity. That the opportunity you're waiting on, it's, it's not the new job. It's not the opportunity to, to use your gifts because those opportunities are ordained. God already has them in place. It's going to happen the way he set it up to happen. The opportunity you've been waiting on is to be presented with an opportunity Jesus Christ your life as your Lord and personal Savior. Because he said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else will be added unto you. You got to do what needs to be done. But your first thing is to accept Jesus Christ, and then everything else will come. This world cannot satisfy you. Only God can. What you're looking for in the world can't find. You can find it in Jesus. You're looking for love. You're looking for validation. You're looking to be accepted, to fill in the void, to fill in the gaps. All that can satisfy you is Jesus Christ. I love uh, William Murphy, not William Murphy, um, William McDowell, glory to God. He has a song, Satisfied, and the lyrics of the song says, if I take what the world has to offer, I'll come again and again. But if I drink from the living water, I'll never thirst again. So so this world can't satisfy you. It's even in God's word. Only God can. So that's you tonight. The word of the Lord says, if you can, in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. In Romans chapter 10, verse 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
It don't matter how old you are, what your past is, where you come from, what you did, who you were around, where you've been. It don't matter what your race is. Nope. In the name of Jesus, go up and save you. It changed your life. It transformed your life in a way. Woo, I'm telling you. If that's you, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, forgive me, for I have sinned, falling short of your glory. I believe Jesus Christ God. I believe Jesus Christ died for my sins. I believe Jesus Christ rose with all power. I believe it's so real, so alive. Jesus, save me. Accept you, my Lord, personal Savior. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Stay in my life. Holy Spirit, come into my heart, to my life. Stay in my life. And have your way so that I live to God's word, will, way. In Jesus' name, amen. Family, if you repeated that prayer after me, guess what? You just got saved. If you fully believe in what you declared just now, you just got saved. And guess what? We welcome you into the family of God. You've always been a part of God's family, but tonight, You've officially taken ownership of being a part of God's family. As always, we encourage you to get into a Bible-believing, teaching, preaching church where they can help you grow spiritually through the Word of God. Y'all can encourage and inspire each other to stay focused, always pressing forward by faith, showing each other an abundance of love, letting the love of Christ flow through you. Listen, God has greater in store for you. All you got to do is believe and receive. And it is so in Jesus' name. Check it out, family. We're excited about your future. We're excited about what God has in store for you. And at this time, we're going to have some announcements, and then I'm going to come back and close this thing out. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Excellent show tonight, Minister Bernard. Um, Wow, a a very powerful word that was provided tonight. And uh, thank you for tonight's episode. Okay, this is a product of Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode. No matter where in the world you are, whether you're listening to us online or via phone, we greatly appreciate your listenership and your support of for us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. Uh, anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And when we do a live broadcast, we do have a call-in number, which is 319-527-6091. And uh, we also, uh, anybody that likes this episode or any episodes on Purpose Kingdom Network and like to hear them again, you can also go to www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom, where you can simply type in the host name or the show name. You can hear that show in its entirety at your convenience. We also invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Purpose Kingdom. There you can see our, our upcoming shows and our announcements that we make um, from time to time. Uh, what's, uh, for what's going on in Purpose Kingdom Network. We also are on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Okay, and uh, if you um, want to hear some music of inspiration, uh, you can just check out Minister Bernard's uh, new single. And also you can go to pknradio.com where you can, see, where you can listen to 24 hours of music of inspiration.
All right, and uh, tomorrow evening at the 8.30 p.m. hour, we're going to have another episode of Self-Expressions, and that's going to be hosted by me, Brother Robert Pop-Pop Hudson. So, uh, well, guys, well, guys, bless them. We hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 8.30 p.m. hour for Self-Expressions, and that's going to be hosted by Brother Robert Pop-Pop Hudson. Okay, and with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements, and we're going to turn the show back over to Minister Bernard. Amen. Amen. But to God be all the glory, family, I highly encourage you to connect with Purpose Kingdom Network. Um, God is doing great Purpose Kingdom Network, and I'm grateful to be a part of the PKN family. Once again, shout out to our CEO, Pastor Toy Daly. Shout out to all of God's messengers. Listen, if you tune into Purpose Kingdom Network on Block Talk Radio, there's literally a word from the Lord for you every single night of the week. You can also tune into pknradio.com and listen to some inspirational music, gospel, Christian, inspirational, faith-based music that will keep you going, get you grooving throughout the week. That will also help you keep your faith in motion. So check it out, family. This message in, um, you know, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it is so necessary and so needed. It's so necessary and so needed. You know, because there's a lot going on, too much going on. There's some good and some bad going on. But what we got to do at the end of the day is keep our faith in motion. Keep our faith in motion. And watch this. I want to read verses. Um, I want to read verses nine and ten. I thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Mm. Because some of you may feel, if you connect with me on social media, um, you know this week we've been focusing on never disqualify yourself, right? Never disqualify yourself. And so it don't matter what your past is. It don't matter what you've experienced or the mistakes you've made or the decisions you've made or a certain lifestyle that you may have lived. Listen, Paul says, there's so much that I, I read, you know, when I get into the Word of God, I read the whole chapter, right, and I meditate on it. And I wrote down so many notes through, that I received from out this whole chapter. Now, we don't have time tonight to get into it. But when you look at verse, um, verses 9 and 10, you know, we are even encouraged in that to not take God's favor for granted. Don't take where you are for granted, Right? It's only because of God's favor. And it's not you, but it's God. Watch this. Let's look at verse 9 and 10 very quickly. In the New Living Translation, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 9 and 10, the word of the Lord says, Paul says, for I am the least of the apostles. He says, in fact, I'm not even worthy to be called an apostle after the way I persecuted God's church. Verse 10, watch this. He says, but whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favor on me. There it is, his special favor on me. Watch this. And not without results. And not without, he says, God poured out his special favor upon me and not without results. That means God, when he does what he does in your life, there's guaranteed results. He says, and not without results. And watch this. He says, for I have worked harder than any of the other apostles, and yet, not I, but God who was 
working through me by his grace. So it's not you, it's God. And it, it don't matter what you've done in your life, Paul was saying, I'm the least that should be called an apostle because I was a persecutor of followers of Jesus Christ. I tried to tear down his church, but God still chose me. That's powerful. He still chose me, and he favored me, and he graced me to do what he called me to do, and he chose me, and he did it with results. Come on. And everything that I'm doing is not because of me. It's because of who God is. I'm here to let you know, to keep your faith in motion and stick to the word of God. Downplay who you are. Don't hide. Don't compromise. Don't back down. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong and courageous to know that God is always with you wherever you go. Stand firm on the word of God because it is God that is working through you, that is working on your behalf, that is working all around you. It is God that favors you. It is God that chose you. It is God that raised you up. It is God that qualified you. It is God that is in control. You may have feel like at times you feel as if you can't press forward or as if you're not good enough to rise up and walk in the purpose God created you to fulfill. There may be somebody who feel uh, that you're unqualified because you, you, you know, you may feel as if you're unqualified for what God promised because of past mistakes, decisions, or a lifestyle that you used to have. I'm here to let you know God qualified you before the foundation of the world. Amen? He qualified you. We learned this week, and I'm done. We learned this week, family. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5, he says, it is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. You do not need validation from nobody. You don't look for validation from nobody. I already qualified you. You don't need nobody's approval. Start that business. Write that book. Get that music out there. Do whatever God lays on your heart to do. God wants to give you witty inventions. He wants to give you business ideas. He wants to give you strategies. He wants to, you to give birth to the vision he's given you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 12, he says, And giving joyful thanks to the Father who has, here it is, qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. You're qualified by God. Press forward and be great. Keep your faith in motion and stick to the word of God. Amen. I pray that you're blessed tonight. And family, y'all already know. Listen, when it comes to pressing forward, y'all already know. By faith, be good. Walk by faith and not by sight. I love y'all so much. Enjoy the rest of your evening and your weekend. Press forward by faith because God is with you. He'll always have you covered. I love y'all. I'm out. Jesus led. He raised me. I do not lose.
he saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. 